guys and gals, welcome to the Oxford Holy Club, a place where we ready ourselves to give an answer for the hope that's in us. We will also try to answer your questions, random questions from the interwebs, and have some fun too. So put some seatbelts on your ears because we're in for a wild ride. Well, hey, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the O Club. Wait, you're the O Club. Welcome back to the Oxford Holy Club podcast, your podcast of choice. Welcome to the ill-fated episode 31. Supposed to be episode 30, but we released our secret episode that we were holding in the vaults. Um, you, You opened up the Disney vaults and there you find... Uh, it was actually a reel-to-reel episode. You'd be surprised. Um, none of this is true, of course. It was something we recorded on the onset, and hopefully you enjoyed it, and maybe it answered some questions, things that we referenced uh, a decent amount. Uh, but anyway, I digress. Let me welcome our other host, Lucas. How are you, Lucas? I'm glad to be back for episode 30.5. Well, yeah. Uh, it'll, it will say 31. This is still <laughs> a win and on the, on the numbers game. Fair enough. Do uh, you know? Speaking of numbers, we in from the time of our inception uh, to the time that we hit a thousand downloads. Um, you know, I, I forget how many months was that. It it was probably only last last month. Yeah, that that we hit that. Um, we are just about at two thousand now. No way! That's awesome. Yeah, it uh, the average listenership has gone up and it's growing and it's cool. Um, so thank you, O Club. We really appreciate the support and the, <clears throat> the new people that have that have come on. Uh, really glad to have you. Hope you're enjoying and spread the word. Speaking of new listeners, I do have a shout out. I promised. Um, I we were talking in leadership about um, you know how different reasons you do things and how it's important to have hobbies. Yada yada yada. And uh, I said, oh, actually, you know, I, I used to play. Uh, I have a friend Brad, and we don't live anywhere near each other, but we kind of we hang out by playing video games. But then we don't. I don't play video games as much anymore. So now I help him do his podcast sometimes. And a couple kids are like, you do a podcast? Like, how much nerdier can you get? <laughs> and I said, oh, you have no idea. Oh, anyway, and the, 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 one of them said, like, hey, what's it called? And. I have no reason to not tell them, but for some reason I felt weird telling them. So I was like, oh, I'll tell you after class, which I fully intended to do. And I never did. I forgot. And uh, anyway, the next day she's like, hey, I heard your podcast. It was great. I was like, how did you find it? And she's like, oh, my mom has you on Facebook and you posted about it one time. And I just found it on Spotify. So uh, Chelsea, thanks for snooping. You're doing a great job. Thanks for being our listener. And you know what? We it really... We'd love it if you rated our uh, podcast yes. on iTunes. Che- right? Chelsea, to this point, it's my mom that has put a rating and Lucas. So if you yeah. could just head on over there to the old iTunes and leave a review, that'd be fantastic. Welcome to the show, Chelsea. Super glad that, you're, uh, that you've are that you joined the O Club. That's fantastic. <laughs> Lucas, keep telling more students. Can you run it over the morning announcements? Uh, hi. Well, I, I actually do run the morning announcements at my school, and I think I do a pretty stellar job at it. I'm, just, I'm like... No joking. Like, to be serious, I do a pretty good job doing announcements. Um, and, yeah, so maybe I'll have to put in a plug or something like that. Uh, Chelsea, can you confirm or deny if Lucas, Mr. Candy, does, in fact, do a decent job at those announcements? OxfordHolyClub at gmail.com. Or, or you could just put it in your review. Oh, yeah, there it is. Uh, <laughs> well, hold on. I didn't quite get the the intro that I wanted. Can I start over? Can, Go for it. Okay, the the music is ending. Boom. Hey guys, you're back with Beard Man and the Bald Eagle here on Oxford Holy Club. <laughs> Shoot. Well, I mean, technically we both have beards, so either of us could be the Beard Man, am I right? 
You have more of a goat. Let, give me a side. Give me a side <laughs> profile for. Let me give or give me a profile. <sighs> Listeners, I'm going to leave that up to you. <laughs> you you decide with no with no context. I think we could both be the beard man, but only one of us is soaring <laughs> be high. The bald eagle. Only one of us is soaring high above the clouds. Uh, Fair enough. All right, Lucas. As you know, we had some issues with last week's episode, and so we're kind of repeating. So I was thinking about this. Like, do we just leave the same information in and go through it? What do we do? Is this kind of like reading a book the second time and there's no surprises? And what kind of comedy will we get? Um, But you know, you know what? I think the message from uh, from this episode is important, and and so we're definitely gonna we're gonna go through. Uh, So why don't you hit us first? Now that the listeners have heard the the rumored and fabled episode, the missing episode. Um, where we first had our first hypothetical. Why don't you hit us with another one? Uh, certainly. Uh, although I just wanted to say uh, I, I loved that first one we did because no matter where I do it, I always assume it's going to be like everyone's going to pick one. But every time I do it with a group of people, it like splits right down the middle. Who would rather do what? Um, and, but I never in my class, I've done it with two, at least two classes, and no one has ever had the theory of grabbing the micro horses by the legs and using them as nunchucks. So that is a... That is a beard man original. Oh, cool. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) There. It's canon. We know who's who now. We know who's who. Uh, So our hypothetical is you win a contest and you either, uh, the prize is either a one year in Europe with $2,000 a month to spend or 10 minutes on Luna, which is the name of our moon. Which would you choose? Luna was the name of our dog before we sold the dog and got a TV instead. Anyway. Um, wait, all right. wait, wait, can you sell a used dog? Is that a thing you can do? It is. Yeah. It was, I mean, the dog was, was new when we got it. <laughs> it was nearly new. It, it was obviously wasn't new. You know, you know, the thing with dogs, once you drive them off the lot, they lose about 25% of their value. Yep. Well, and you, you know, uh, actually, uh, our listener fan number one or two, uh, no fan number is this, one fan is this num- your mother. No, no, it's not my mother. Mom, I love you. Fan number one, actually, their family, they bought the dog uh, from us, and, and they still have the dog, Luna. But yeah, we, we had this dog. Why are we talking about this? We had this dog for a short period of time, uh, purebred Shih Tzu, and the kids were just too young, and they, they were loving it to death. You, you, do, you know, <laughs> yeah. do you know what I'm saying? Um, yes, I, I understand. Uh, we have a really cute video of my son, Jaden, when he's a couple years old, bending over to pick something up. And this little dog just comes into frame and nips him in the butt. And, <laughs> and it was awesome. Um, shortly after Luna was gone. <laughs> and and so the kids came. I was so pumped. I made like a Vine video about going to get this dog and getting the money from the bank. And it was for the kids and all that stuff back when Vine was a thing. And yeah. uh, brought it to them, and then and then after you the really dog, hitched your hitched your wagon uh, to the wrong star. With I that really line. did. And then when when it was all over and everything shook out, and there's this new TV on the wall, the kids are like, "Hey, we got a new TV. Where's the dog?" And like <laughs> it's hanging on the wall right now, which was the wrong choice of words. <laughs> but I then explained, and they knew that we were that we had to sell the dog and why. Anyway, there's a how ch- long did you have a dog for? Growing up, I've had a dog my whole life. No, I'm talking about Luna. Okay. Three three months. Three months. Okay. 
All right. I, I, I'm sure I have something schmarmy to say, but I'll save it for later. Okay, good. Uh, I actually haven't thought of anything. All right. So, uh, but, but going on, Europe or, or the moon? Okay. So, my question you, you win a year's trip to Europe with two grand or 10 minutes on the moon. Now, yes. I, it, on my Twitter feed today, I, I searched up. Um, or some, there was something to do with space, and I, I followed that rabbit hole, and that led me to Elon Musk, who was talking about uh, getting to the moon for, for 500000 and a return ticket for 100000 Or it may have been that they were saying that um, right now, if you wanted to go, it'd be around 100000 given a little bit of time, 100000 I think I may have repeated the same number twice. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Just, just, just roll with it. Lean my, into it. My, my point is, is that... Uh, 2000 a month uh, over the course of a year so $24,000 is Correct. what is what you would get and I think I think I could go through Europe backpacking you know I think I could stay at hostels and I think I could uh, I think if I could just get there that's the thing yeah then I could save that money to put towards this ticket I think between um between Elon Musk and I can't think of the other, the guy that owns Virgin um the, uh, uh Billy Crazy Hair. Uh, you know what I'm talking about. Well, uh, I know who you're oh, talking about. It's bothering me because I know the guy's name. Richard Branson. Richard Branson. Between Elon and Richard, um, we I think they're gonna get me. They're gonna get me to the moon for for 24 grand. Now back, no idea. So so I can't. <laughs> One I'm way not, trip. I'm not taking a side. I am going to augment your hypothetical. And mm-hmm, I'm mm-hmm. going to take the money and put it towards that trip to the moon because I think by the time I, I never, I never win anything, Lucas. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, the the only time I ever remember winning something was when I was nine years old and I I won something in like a McDonald's raffle and I won like a a coloring kit. I still remember Mc- that because of how McDonald's raffle. Oh, well, that's a bad. You know. Um, I had my birthday. Oh, sorry, a raffle of some I, kind. Yeah, I had my birthday party there when I was nine years old, and I think you could enter your name to win something. You're so, thinking of a birthday present. I don't think that counts as a prize. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you get to put your name in to win something, and eventually, and eventually, they drew my name, and that's never ever happened since then that I can remember, which is probably why I hold on to that memory. It's so dear to me. Hence your McDonald's loyalty. Yeah, yeah, you know it. Um, not a sponsor. Sorry, quick question. Mm. Do they still host uh, birthday parties at McDonald's? I feel like they've gotten away from that business model, but I could be wrong. Now, do they host them or do they let you come in and have your own? Well, I don't think they can stop you from that. But I mean, they used to like, it was like a thing. Well, I mean, in Sussex, there's only so many places you could go for birthdays. If you were like the fanciest of kids, you went to the McDonald's. My family went to the <laughs> these. Uh, not even for me, my brother got to do it, went to the Zeller's restaurant and Zeddy's, uh, Zeddy, the Zeller's mascot came out and served him his cake. Wow. That like, that's a, that's a feather in his cap. That's for sure. <laughs> it sure is. We have a picture somewhere. Uh, I don't remember what I did for my birthday. It's probably something nerdy. I would assume. You're making announcements around the house. <laughs> Tra- training for, for those moments when you'd be a teacher later. Uh, um, what on earth are we talking about? To answer your question, I think that they don't, I don't think they host them in the same way that they used to because you would get a tour of McDonald's. I remember get, getting, <laughs> and, and what's funny is it's, it's almost like they're saying, welcome to your future. Yeah. It's like, if you're real lucky, maybe you'll get a job. Maybe here. you'll get a job here now. Hey, listen, if you, if you work at a McDonald's, let me get real with you. If you yep. work, if you work in a McDonald's, thank you. Yeah. Uh, you know what? And honestly, and I'm not even trying to be funny. It, it pays nope. your bills. 
you're, you're, you're out in the workforce. And so good on you. Um, my wife actually used to be a manager at McDonald's. So, so yep, there, the boss, the boss, the boss, um, what would you do, Lucas? I'm going to augment the hypothetical and, and try to try to save that cheddar, and uh, um, and then and then I'll well, fly myself to the moon. I'm I'm a big fan of space and everything it entails, but the reason it's only ten minutes on the moon—that's about as much fun as you can have on the moon. I mean, you bounce around, do the moon bounce or whatever. The moon and then, bounce, and then what? Turn around, do it again, like. Yeah, uh, I gotta, I gotta go with Europe. Europe's got castles. Europe's got moats. Europe's got, you know, all kind. Actually, there is in, uh, I want to say Hungary, one of those kind of weird European countries. Um, uh, they have there's a place with a castle, and they kept bears in the moat. It was like a dry moat, and they had just kept bears in it. It was known for that too, uh, and there was always three or four bears roaming the moat. Huh? Should we yeah, put water but- in this moat? Nope. Keep it bear dry. <laughs> <laughs> oh no uh, moving on uh, don't you have a sponsor break or something uh um no i want to address your your you dissing the moon okay you don't yeah. of everything you said you wouldn't moonwalk you you wouldn't wow. you wouldn't pull a michael and and moonwalk while you're there i can't do it on earth but i assume in a in a less you know in, with less g's yeah I, I could definitely moonwalk that's that. I mean, that is true. Um, and, and it's funny because the whole time we were talking about this, when I did this with my class there a week or two ago, um, we went all the way around the circle and it was, you know, pros and cons or whatever. And then one kid brought up, sorry, one teen brought up, well, you know, it was like, well, th- there is the excitement of the, of the drive there. And I said, Ooh, I never thought about that. Like getting straight, they're not going to teleport you theoretically. They're going to strap you to a rocket and you're going to get to travel there, which would probably be several days. Um, you know, there and back and like a bunch of weightlessness <laughs> in like floating around that does kind of appeal to me. Although it's funny because one of the kids who had said the moon, once he found out there was a rocket travel, you know, rocket travel involved, yeah, yeah. he switched back to Europe. <laughs> he didn't <laughs> want to go on the, on the ride. So, well, uh, but I, th- I think, uh, the, the, the trip makes me like the trip to the moon makes it pretty appealing, but uh, I think I'm going to go Europe. I forgot that there'd be flying involved in both of these, so I'm just Ooh, right. I, I'm just not going to enter the contest. <laughs> What's the cash value? Yeah, seriously. Uh, all right, ladies and gentlemen, it's that time of the show where we have our not a sponsor break, the part of the show where we highlight a product that we feel does it better than anybody else, but they won't support us financially. Nobody does I have a secret to tell you. It's something I've been living with for quite a long time. Um, I'm not sure what you're going to think of me after this, but I have sensitive teeth. That's right. For the longest time, brushing my teeth was painful because the toothpaste I was using just was not taking care of my teeth and gums in a way that said to me, hey, I care about you. They're sensitive, so they care about things like that. Um, Now, I want to bring to you Arm & Hammer Sensitive Teeth & Gums Toothpaste, a sensitive way to care for your sensitive teeth. Naturally powered by Arm & Hammer Baking Soda for healthier teeth and gums. Neutralizes harmful acids before they damage teeth. Penetrates between teeth and along gum lines for a deep clean. Removes more plaque in hard-to-reach places than the regular toothpaste. Low abrasion formula that won't damage enamel. And safely whitens with the gentle power of baking soda. Guys, this has changed my teeth life. And in my opinion, nobody does it better at keeping my smile looking fresh and clean than Arm & Hammer Sensitive Teeth & Gums. Not a sponsor. (laughs) 
Well, welcome back, listeners. We're glad that you're still here with us. We're going to move into our tough questions with tough answers segment. And today's question is an important one because it has everything to do with what we believe as Christians. Um, the question is this, what is salvation? That's a, that's a pretty big question, Lucas. Yeah, it's not a small one. Um, so before we even try to attempt to give any kind of answer, I want to be very clear. We're going to give scriptural references. You know, we're going to give our opinions as well. Um, and our opinions, I believe, are based on biblical fact and, and literacy. But I want you to uh, don't take our word for any of this and know that we're not going to do an exhaustive um talk on this. There's so much more, but, but we can't, you know, you can't do this in a 20 minute period. However, it would be good for us to be able to give, um, a good overview and go into a few different things and have some conversation on it. Um, so I'm going to, so I just wanted to kind of give that preface that this is not exhaustive. Some of this is our opinion, but we believe it's based on scripture and we're going to give some scriptural evidence for these things. Um, oh, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, it's also important to remember for all of our episodes that, uh, you know, while Brad is, you know, a professional uh, when it comes to spiritual matters uh, vis-a-vis his job and schooling, um, I am a layman. I ha- Now, I, I did take some, you know, Bible courses in university, but uh, I'm just uh, speaking from experience and, you know, my my lifetime of being a Christian. Uh, but, yeah, I'm not a I'm not a pro. So take everything I say. If I sometimes I might mess something up, but it's not on purpose. That's okay, buddy. That's what that's what editing's for. You have no idea what I've made you say to correct your doctrine <laughs> and theology. <laughs> that's right. So so many poorly chosen words. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, so if someone was looking into salvation, I I would think that probably the first place that they might look is uh, Webster's Dictionary. Yeah, Webster's Dictionary. I mean. As a Christian, I'm like, well, you should go to the Bible. But even if you went to the Bible, where are you going to look? Where are you going to start to look for a definition of the term salvation? And so I think people might jump to a dictionary. So Webster's uh, says this, uh, salvation is preservation or deliverance from harm, ruin, or loss. Uh, the uh, example they give is they try to sell it to us as economic salvation. Uh, its synonyms are lifeline, preservation, conservation, means of escape. Uh, the knowing it was her salvation. And that does, that pairs well with the theological definition, the more, uh, uh, the more, uh, uh, God centered definition. And it says this deliverance from sin and its consequences believed by Christians to be brought about by faith in Christ. Now I do want to just take umbrage with, um, deliverance from sin and its consequences, um, hmm. the, the, because, well, number, number one, the main consequence of sin is death. And you can read all about that in scripture. Uh, the wages of sin is death. So yes, we are delivered from that consequence of sin. Um, however, it is not delivering us from the consequences of, of our, uh, well, bad decisions uh, of our bad decisions, you know? So if we do sin here on earth, if I'm, if I mess up today, um, do I, do I then all of a sudden now inherit, um, death again? I would say no, but are there consequences for my actions here? Yes, absolutely. In fact, out of God's love, he, he will discipline us and, and, 
um, and teach us and show us. So I just want to be clear uh, because I, I'm, I, be, I would be afraid if there was a Christian that, you know, believed they were saved and thought that that meant that now there were no consequences for their actions. Free pass. Right. Fire insurance. And I've, I've <laughs> heard that before where it was, you know, once you make that decision, it doesn't matter what you do anymore. And I'm just like, that's dangerous. That's super mm-hmm. dangerous. Um, but it's deliverance from sin. Uh, it's believed by Christians to be brought about by faith in Christ. Lucas, is there anything that you would add to that before we kind of go down through some questions? <clears throat> yeah, well, I mean, it's just, it's simple as this, you know. Um, drinking and driving is wrong, obviously. Yep. Um, and say you get drunk, which would be, you know, uh, biblically very much frowned upon, uh, and you get in a car accident and you hurt somebody, well, you can be f- forgiven for that sin, but the consequences are still there. Like the your broken arm does not magically heal just because you ask for forgiveness and mean it. So yeah. you, you, you have these. And the tricky part here is we also have to live with the consequences of other people's sin. Yeah. Right. So and people and that, when people ask, like, why is there evil in the world? Why does what do bad things happen to good people? Well, first of all, we're not as good as we think we are. But second of all, um, that's because everyone's going around and sometimes their consequences aren't just falling on their shoulders. Some, if someone drinks and drives and runs into my car, well, I'm suffering for the consequences of someone else's sin. Just really quickly on that, uh, there is an example in Scripture where the Israelites in the Old Testament are are taking you know taking over different cities and and all that, and God tells them to basically destroy everything and don't don't keep any of the devoted things for yourself. And there's this one guy in this whole nation of people uh, named Achan that takes something and buries it under his tent where he's where you know where he lives, and because one person did that that sin affected that whole camp and now when they would go to battle they were losing and they were losing and they were losing and god revealed that you know it was it was because of this one person's sin so you know you can see examples of that that sin in the camp affects the whole camp kind of thing i actually mm-hmm. uh, a pastor friend of mine preached on that very sermon was uh, it at camp it was not at camp it was oh, not at camp man it should have been no it was pastor john it's one of the sermons John, I've never... Johnny Sherwood? No, no. Pastor John Tremblett. Oh, yeah. He's, that, he's great, too. Yeah. That was that was one of those messages I've never forgotten. Anyway, so, Lucas, why do we need to be saved? Um, what What's the big deal? I, I'm, a, I'm a good person. You know, I, I pay my taxes. I treat my kids right. I, I treat my wife right. I'm faithful. I, mm-hmm. you know, I give to charity, blah, blah, blah. I'm not, I mean, I, sorry, I'm not trying to be self-serving you're, here. You're a, you're a model citizen. I'm a model citizen. What on earth do I need to be saved from? Well, I think the problem is you would consider yourself good by earthly standards, right? Sure, and sure. unfortunately, we're not measured by earthly standards. We're measured by God's standards. And his, his standards are, um, if you sin, you, you don't deserve to be with him. Um, and that might seem harsh to us, but we're, we're not the ones who set up the system. Uh, and here, and the thing is, we're, we're never as good as we think we are. We love comparing ourselves to others, people who are not as good as us, you know, in our eyes. So we always make ourselves look better, but, um, we, we are all sinners. And if we're honest with ourselves, we'll know that we, we can be selfish. We can, and, and we are sinners. So we need, and you know, we, we don't deserve to go to heaven, like flat, full stop. Um, we've sinned. We don't deserve to go to heaven full stop, but then, well, no, I was just gonna, well, yeah, 
Um, <laughs> Romans twenty or Romans three twenty three says this: For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. That that is a pretty all encompassing statement. Uh, yep. And and again, listener, don't just take these short little Bible verses that we're throwing at you. Go and search this stuff out and see how it fits with all of Scripture. Um, that it, you know, that's what you that's what you need to do. That's what we have done, and that's what we also need to do with different things. So please make sure to, that you do that. So let's let's just let's just admit right now as fact that that every single person is in need of salvation because sin separate it literally separated us from the relationship we had with God. Um. So then, then the question is, okay, if that's the case, if, if we have this separation that's happening, um, what, like, what else are we being saved from? When you think of, of, of salvation or being saved, there must be something that I'm being saved from. You know, things, mm-hmm. don't, things don't seem that bad, you know? No one throws a lifeline at someone who's just sitting on a park bench. Right. Um, so what, what am I being saved from? Uh, certainly there's, you know, and, and I, I know you got some thoughts on this, but certainly there's, uh, you know, uh, condemnation, you know, we're being, we're being saved from, from God's condemnation. Uh, we're being saved from sin. Uh, do you know that you can be set free here on earth from, from sin? Um, does it mean that you're perfect? No, but the Holy spirit can give you power to live a victorious life where you never thought you could, um, Habitual sin, different things that you think that they're just going to be with you forever, do not need to be. Um, we're we're saved from an eternity in hell, um, and now for a long time that was used as the uh, the thumb in your back, you know, to to accept Jesus. Like, do you want to go to hell? Mm-hmm. Well, well, no, no, I don't, and 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 all that. But you know, there's been a shift I've found from from that style of of convincing people it's still a part of it but today man mm-hmm. it's it's almost hard to find no it's not hard to find i shouldn't say that it surprises me how many quote unquote christians don't believe in in a literal hell um that's talked about in scripture and they'll say stuff like my god would never have a hell my god uh-huh. would never it's like yeah your god the one you just made up in your head yeah like just because you don't like something doesn't mean it's not the case. And that's something I mean, the internet in general and people in general need to get their heads around is that people think, oh, I don't agree with that. So it can't be right. But that's, that's not the case. So, you know, get over it, I suppose. Uh, And it's funny, because if you look throughout time, and through some of our own history as as humans, there were times when the majority, the majority of people believed a certain thing, and then were found to be wrong. You know, mm-hmm. and, and we're not going to get in because it's a it's a huge joke almost today. But about, you know, the earth being flat. Well, there was a time when the brightest and smartest people on earth believed that the world was flat. The majority believed that and the majority were wrong. So just because you have a majority voice does not mean that you're right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so even if the majority of people started saying there is no hell and that in the end, you know, it's all just going to wash out. God's going to save everyone regardless. Mm-hmm. Um that's not what the, the clear teaching of Scripture says. Anyway, um, what are we being saved from? We're, we're being saved from death. Um, for the wages of sin is death. What we earn through our sin, through our actions, the consequence of that is death. 
But then the beauty of this is this, but the gift of God is eternal life. And Jesus, or, and Lucas said it through Jesus Christ, our Lord. And, uh, it's a gift. When, when I give, uh, I think we talked with this before Lucas, sometimes the, my, when I give my kids gifts, they don't always deserve the gifts that, that they're given. You know, they could have been acting up. They mm-hmm. could have been doing something, but out of my love for them, I want to give them this gift. I heard a, a pastor, I can't remember if it was this week or last week, but uh, he was talking about, you know, salvation is not performance-based. And he said, he used the same example of, of kids and gifts. He says, he's oh, so on Christmas morning, I don't sit out there with a little like ledger book and say like, let's see uh, how good were you this year? And that will determine what kind of presents you get, you know, and it's not, it's not performance-based. It's because we, love to give our kids gifts you know we love to give our kids good things you know um you know it, it, little stuff big stuff everything when my son says hey can i have a glass of water i'm not like no you haven't earned it yet finish your homework right you know, i want to give him that thing and then big stuff too i want to give him the big things and the small things and so god gives us this gift totally um free and all we have to do is be willing to receive it um, now there's, you know, there's other things that we can talk about after that, but we're just kind of talking about salvation specifically. Um, mm-hmm. and so salvation, God saving us from these things. We didn't earn it. You know, we didn't deserve it. That's what grace is. Um, and out of his mercy for us, he offered this gift, um, of eternal life through Jesus Christ. What that means is Jesus had to come to earth to die uh, and you can read all about that in the Gospels, and you can read all about that in the Old Testament about him coming, like prophecy and all this stuff, to die, to take all of our sin um, so that we could be set free. It, it, it's an amazing gift that we don't fully understand. And, and we, the crazy thing about the gift, Lucas, I'm not sure if this is going to track, but, you know, I accepted that gift, but every day I unwrap more and more and more and more of, of what it actually means. Um, which it's crazy because you can read the Bible every day and you can read the same passage a bunch of times and you can get something different from it every time. And it's not that it changes, it's just that where we are in our life changes. And all of a sudden, a, a verse that maybe never really, you know, rang true for us all of a sudden is very, very powerful to us. Um, and I think I mentioned before that, um, you know, when I used to read, it talks about, you know, God, the father, and my only experience would have been as a child because I, before I had kids, you know, I, I never had any experience being a dad. I only had experience being a son. So, you know, I was reading it and and so, you know, God, the father and us, the son, I'm like, yeah, okay, I get it. But then once I had children and it starts talking about, you know, God, the father and how much he loves us and he has great things for us and, and all these things. I get it on a level I never got it before because I didn't, you know, before I had kids, I didn't really understand what it meant to love something and someone so much, even if they're a little twerp all the time, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Or, or if they're being this or that, or they they broke your favorite, you know, uh, Xbox headset, which has happened the same. They broke the same one twice in a row, Brad. Uh. And I fixed it and they broke it again. And, you know, but I'd still, I still love them to death and all that stuff, right? But that's, and so all of a sudden, it means something totally different. And when I'm, you know, 65, I'll read it in a different way and I'll take different stuff out of it. It's, it's so, it's so amazing. And that's just talking about the Bible, not even about Christianity in general. Yeah. Um, so Lucas, you, you threw this out as we were talking about it and we've already said it, um, about who this gift is from, but I think it's important for us to understand who offers the salvation. Uh, because today, you know, we talk about, 
is, is this true for me? Is this true for you? Are there, there, there's many ways, there's many paths that will lead mm-hmm. you to quote unquote salvation. Um, but if we're talking about the Christian uh, interpretation, you know, from, from scripture, mm-hmm. who offers it? Jesus? Well, you were staring there. I'm like, man, you better know. <laughs> you would better know. Or I'm, I'm feverishly p- pawing through my Bible looking for the right answer. Yeah, no, Jesus. And, and only Jesus. John mm-hmm. 14, 6 says, and, G- and, the, and Jesus is talking and he says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Jesus himself makes it super clear that the only way, the only way to the father who's in heaven is through him, through accepting him. Um, but you know, and you hear, well, how come, why can't I believe in all these other religions? How come, you know, what, what's the difference? What, what is the difference of all these different religions? And, um, and, and why just Jesus? Well, because I mean, it's, it's a very, uh, in our current times thing to like, right? The idea of, oh, well, it's, it's not polite to say someone's wrong. It's not, it's, you know, it's not the way of, you know, it's, oh, everyone's right. And there's many ways, you know, the to enlightenment and yada, yada, yada. But, but that's not truth, right? The truth, right. the truth is there's, there's one way. Uh, I remember we had a group come to the school one time, like a long, long time ago, and they did a little skit where these, this kid was playing, you know, kid, they're all university age, but they're basically this person's playing with this red ball. And another kid comes up to him and says, I like that green ball you have. And he says, no, no, this is a red ball. And he goes, no, that's a green ball. And the two of them start arguing over what color this, this ball is. And, uh, and then this third person comes on. And it's like, how dare you tell him he's not right? Like if he can call it whatever color he wants, maybe to him that is right. And, you know, just, and it's this kind of silly little thing that talks about the fact that there is truth. There is an answer, but we live in a, and I've heard people talk about a post truth culture. I'm doing the air bunnies, um, which basically means like we live in, people don't want to say right and wrong or yes or no. They kind of want everyone to be able to do their own thing, but that's why Christianity can rub people the wrong way because we say, well, we believe this is the way to do it. Um, in fact, if you live, if you live the Christian kind of, I've heard it said, if you live a Christian life, that makes you good enough to get by in a lot of religions, like a lot of world religions, like doing that stuff, that kind of, you're doing good enough to get into those religions <laughs> just, just because of the life you're living. Right. Um, that's not the goal, obviously. Um, but yeah, that's kind of some thoughts I had on that. All right. So then if we know that there's salvation being offered, we know what it's saving us from, uh, we know who is offering it, then who is this for? The The simple answer is everyone. Mm-hmm. Throughout time, everyone. Um, uh, John 3, 16 to 19. Everyone knows John 3, 16, but we're going to go a little farther. It says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. Whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe is condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the only son of God. And this is the judgment. The light has come into the world and the people love the darkness rather than the light because their works were evil. 
So salvation is for everyone, but there will be people that will not receive his salvation. They, they won't want it because they would rather stay in the dark and they would rather um, live lives of sin. Um, and, and, the, and, and right here in the scripture, it talks about that the judgment has already come for those and condemnation is already on them. Uh, and you, you know, so Jesus came to save everyone. It doesn't matter what race, what religion. Now there's only a human race, but, but anyway, um, you know, he, he's not a respecter of skin color. He's not a respecter of your job or of any of these other things. That or, we, or denomination. Or denomination, 100%, that we separate ourselves into. You know, Jesus came for everyone. Um, and, and, we, and we want to say who we came for. Well, no, he just came for the, this 144,000 people and that's it. Oh, you know, and, and we keep putting all these other things on, but, uh, but he also, and I, I just love this part for God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. The whole purpose of Jesus coming was to bring salvation, not condemnation. Jesus didn't come and start pointing fingers and going sinner, 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 sinner. He, he, and, and maybe they were. But Jesus always came with compassion. And, and did he call people out of their sin? 100%. Uh-huh. I mean, you can look at that about, you know, when, with, uh, with the woman that was caught in, in uh, prostitution, right? I mean, she was caught in the, in the act. And, and Jesus said, you know, to the religious leaders, let, let he who was without sin cast the first stone. Jesus had the only one there that had the right to actually put this woman to death, which was the law. Um, but instead, he showed her love and compassion, forgave her sins, and then told her to sin no more. He called her out of that lifestyle of sin. That's the kind of Jesus that, that I see in Scripture. And that's, and that's an important thing, too, is by, by reading the Bible, and it's not just a matter of, like, read this book, it, it, it makes you smarter, or read this book, it's, you know, magical— that's not what it is. By reading this book, you get to see God's story about us, and you get to see Jesus. And whenever I'm kind of wrestling with something, I think, you know, what would Jesus do in this situation? And I can only do that if I've read the Bible, and just, well, especially, you know, the, the Gospels, and I've seen him in action. You yeah. know, that's why uh, his disciples, he lived with them, so they could see it. He wasn't just, he was a teacher, he was, but he was also just modeling it and living it in day in and yep. day out. And that's how you learn what someone's really like. Like my kids know what I'm like. Yeah, you know, yeah. My my you know my students or or as my friends, they have an idea what I'm like. But you know, my wife and my kids, they live with me all the time. There's no faking it 24 seven. And that's why you know Jesus did that, living with them. And that's why when you read the Bible, you're getting a picture of what Jesus would do. And I love the story you told. You know, and it's all about grace and truth and he was both and some churches are all about the truth which is sinner sinner pumpkin eater like that's you know that's the whole thing when yep. and but they and they but they have no grace in their bones um they're very judgmental some churches on the flip side where they're they're all grace and everyone's okay and we love you no matter what and, and no i'm okay you're okay we're okay we're all great but there's no truth to that there's no calling people out of it and it's all about you know jesus was both and and he would be Hard, 
hard on the people that needed it and he was soft on the people that needed it kind of you know and he had that that wisdom but it's all about finding that that right balance of the grace and the truth it's funny though that you say that because i i i often think of the times when i heard jesus speaking the harshest was when it was the religious leaders that should have known better yeah and that's why it was harsh with them right right they had yeah. studied all this stuff and they they were missing it right in front of them and and they were just adding more rules and more things onto the people and adding more weight and that that Jesus didn't come to bring. So if if it, it all comes down to this, you know, how do I accept this salvation, you know? Um if someone is listening or been reading and just kind of on the fence but and then wondering, well how? It I want you to know it's not complicated. It it really isn't um, and, uh, we've done a phenomenal job at making it a bunch of different things and, you know, saying that, you know, you've got to do this, 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 and say this, 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 and then you're in. Um, mm-hmm. and, and then there's other places that say, you know, unless, unless you do this, this, and this, you know, then you're not, you're not really saved and, and all that. So I'm just going to get down to the brass tacks. You ask for it. Do you want to accept salvation? You ask Jesus for it. You, it. It's not as it's not as complicated as we've made it seem. Romans ten nine to thirteen says this: because if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. It's uh, it's pretty simple. I was I was doing kind of the camp uh, pastor thing this summer at a at a camp and. Uh, I ended up. I thought I was going to have the older kids, and I ended up being stuck—not stuck with, but I—I I, the the kid, the only one camp left was the like six to seven year olds, basically. And, and I mean, I had a six to seven year old, so I, I had no problem with that. But I was I was kind of struggling with how do I present the gospel to them in a way that's simple and not overly complicated. But then, you know, like you said, it's not overly complicated. I just have to present it the way it is. And that's enough. Like it, it only gets complicated if I want it to be. And uh, I told them a story because everyone likes a story. And, and the story I told them is, um, so picture you're walking down the road and you fall into a hole. And it's a 20-foot hole. It's, so it's 20 feet deep. It's perfectly smooth on the sides. You can't climb out of it. You can't jump out of it. You can't dig your way out of it. There's no way out of this hole. You're stuck. There's nothing you can do to escape. Now, someone comes along with a ladder a 21 foot ladder. That man is your savior. He's the person who's saving you. Like that's, that would be his title. Him lowering down a ladder is your salvation. So the, the man is the savior. How he's doing it is your mode of salvation. Now there was nothing you could do to save yourself. So it's very important to recognize this because a lot of people, we want to do it on our own. No, no, no. Give me time. There are people who would see a man with a ladder and say, no, like beat it. I can do this on my own, but he's there anyway. And he lowers the ladder down. Now, he's not going to come down to that hole and and carry you out. It's your choice. Like, that's what free will is all about. He, you know, it, Jesus is our Savior, but we have to accept his salvation. We have to say, okay, and climb that ladder. But like you said earlier, some people are so used to living in that pit and living in that hole, they can't imagine life outside of it. And some people don't, and they just stay in there. They, they He lowers on the ladder, and they just stay there. And he he'll respect our decision, even though he knows it's the wrong one. Um, so he'll always be with the layer of the ladder, uh, but only we can decide to climb out. Uh, some people are just, you know, like I said, used to living in the pit, but at any moment we can choose salvation say, I'm a sinner, but 
I want, you know, Jesus to live in me. And you can go up that ladder and you're, you're free. And it's it was simple so that whole time, even though I was making it more than it was. Um, picking up from that, Lucas, if we continue on in the scripture that we just talked about, uh, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Let's continue that. For with one heart, uh, for with sorry, for the, with the heart one believes and is justified, and with the mouth one confesses and is saved. For the scripture says, everyone who believes in him will not be put to shame. There is no distinction between Jew and Greek, for the same Lord is Lord of all, bestowing his riches on all who call on him. For everyone who calls, for everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Um, there were back when this was written, there were two distinct people groups. Um, Jews and Gentiles, Jews and Greeks, and and um, and and they're making the point here in Romans that now there's no there's no distinction between anyone. Jesus came for all, and everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. So this is kind of we've just kind of gone over you know a little bit of what it means. Um, if you're really interested in salvation, I would encourage you to. Uh, you can certainly contact us through our email. We'll reference it here shortly. Um, if you, you know, go to a church, then talk to your pastor. Um, if, uh, if you don't have a church and, and all of that, I would encourage you to find one, number one. But you can also open up the book of Romans and, and start reading through the book of Romans. Uh, but it, it behooves you to, to read through the gospels, um, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, because that, that, talks about Jesus um, coming to earth and what he did. Now, it's it's kind of the same story told from four similar and different perspectives all at the same time. And, and then you see what Jesus went through to bring us salvation. And then uh, Romans does a really great job of talking about what it means to receive salvation and living in that and, and, and all that. Lucas, before we wrap up this one, any other thoughts that you want to throw out there? Uh, no, I think you put a pretty good bow on it. Just, you know, if you're, if you have questions, reach out to us or, or someone that you trust that you think could, uh, could answer them when you're reading through the Bible. Um, and I think it's really important, like we just said, to do that, you're probably going to come across stuff that you don't quite understand and you might not get it because sometimes there's context you don't understand or, or, a, you know, you're reading one part of a big book. That's okay. You have to start somewhere. You'll get it as you go. But if you have a question, email us or ask or ask a pastor or something. Say, hey, what's the deal with this? And uh, and they can either answer it for you or get you an answer. But don't let don't let that scare you off from from diving in. Absolutely. There is a community of people called the church that want nothing more than to just dialogue and talk and learn and grow together. The but and, and potlucks and potlucks. The only thing you shouldn't do if you really are searching is put your question on Yahoo Answers. Mm-hmm. Be- That's like excellent advice. Because you'll see questions like this that come up. Lucas, listen to this. This was on Yahoo Answers. A dog or Bob Ross? This is the hardest question I've ever had to consider in my lifetime. I want both, but my mom says I can only ha- I can only get one or the other. And this one, it hurts because there's no very little information and the question itself doesn't make sense. So I'm trying to decide, a, a dog, I get that. But Bob Ross, you know, the, the painter, do they mean like 
uh, Bob Ross is dead, so they're not going to get actual Bob Ross. So th- th- do they mean like getting an actual Bob Ross painting? Or do they mean like watching Bob Ross? Like you can either have a dog or you can watch Bob Ross, but not both. Our family can't handle the stress of both. So I, I, I'm, I'm not sure now, but if I had to pick one, I mean, I would go Bob Ross. I, I wouldn't want, I'd, I'd rather not have a dog because they're a lot of work, a lot of energy. They're great. But I mean, Bob no, Ross not. is just, no, they're not just fantastic. No, they're what? not. Dogs aren't great. Now, listen, <laughs> I don't mean to split the listenership on this, but I, I can take my kids into whatever restaurant I'm going into. I can't bring a dog. A cat, I can put food in the bowl and put another bowl out with food and water and leave it for a couple of days, and the cat's fine. I can't do that for a dog. You've got to find a dog sitter and, and all that. Now, I will say, if we go away for any kind of extended period, we get someone to come in and check on our cat. <clears throat> but I would take Bob Ross any day because he's on YouTube, right? Like, it's just, just, it's I just mean, there. for anybody who doesn't it's calming. know, if you don't know who Bob Ross is, Shut this thing down and go just Google Bob Ross. Uh, he's Hold on. on don't shut down yet. He's on Netflix. What's that? Wait until we do our sign off. Then go. Okay. Then go. Fine. Uh, but but anyway, he's this guy from like and in the 70s and 80s. He had a big old fro and he would just paint paintings and he would, there was always some kind of a landscape and it took him an hour and he would like kind of explain how you could do it yourself. And the idea is people would like paint along with him. It was very much like a YouTube channel before YouTube was a thing. Oh, right. Uh, but, uh, but, it, but here's the thing. He always talks in kind of a slow voice like this and he's always very calm and it's very relaxing and you could watch it and almost go to sleep. Um, but I think, uh, you were talking about this the first time you had some fun boss, Rob, Bob, boss, Rob, Bob Ross facts. Uh, go ahead and lay those on us. Oh my goodness, man. A week has gone by. I forget what those are. I, I remember that he was in the military for quite a while and he was one of the guys that was, uh, like, uh, I forget. Was he? Now I forget his rank. Instructor. Why would you call me out in front of everybody? I had drill wi- instructor. I had Wikipedia. Yeah, he was a drill instructor. So he'd be the guy that would be yelling. And when he when he started doing paintings while he was in the military, and he was earning more money with paintings than he was with the military, so he retired and said that he never wanted to do anything where he had to yell again uh, at anyone. And he really went from one extreme to the other. Oh, <laughs> uh, we're just gonna paint a happy little bush, a uh, happy little tree right over here. That that and and. And Bob Ross uh, did, he had, it was it was called wet on wet painting. It was a style, it's a style of painting that blows my mind. The fact that you're painting and not drying it and you're painting over wet paint and you're cutting in with tools and different things. The guy was fantastic. Uh, do you think that Terry Crews is our, our day's Bob Ross? Well, I mean, he could be. Uh, if any of you missed it, you missed out. But, I mean, it's still on the interwebs, obviously. After we sign off and after you go watch Bob Ross, Google Terry Crews paints. And it's just him. He did the same thing. He had this awesome little Christmas set. And he just kind of quietly talks while he's doing it. And he's painting. And he, he paints a Christmas tree. And he, like, puts little decorations on it. It was great. And I watched it at least twice. And I'm ashamed to say maybe three times over Christmas because I'd be like, you know, wrapping presents or something. And I was like, I just need to chill out. I need to have a chill pill and watch Materi Cruz. And it was, it was very relaxing. I enjoyed it. Oh, well there. All right. If you're into, if you're into ASMR, it will give you the tingles. (laughs) That's nice. Um, all right, Lucas, let's, let's wrap this thing up. We've gone on longer than, than, uh, I'm trying to, it's having a hard time getting in that 40 minute window. Just, we just love talking with each other. eh? that's the trouble. eh? we don't talk enough outside of the episodes 
We should just let, you know, let it fly, record for, you know, an hour plus, and then you can just do two-parters. Ah, there you go. Stay tuned next week for the thrilling (laughs) conclusion. Uh, Lucas, give me an app recommendation, but let me give you mine first. (laughs) Fire away. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. We've been through this already. Go ahead. (laughs) Yeah. Deja vu. My problem is I spend every episode wondering, have I said it before? Me too. To make sure I don't say it again, boring everyone. But this one, I'm supposed to say the thing I already said before. Hopefully, I'm not saying it for the fourth time from two other shows. But anyway, my app, and I was glad you did an app because I I think I came up dry on uh, music this week. But um, it's an app called Word Swag, and it's kind of a simple just... uh, you can pick a background or pick your own uh, thing, your own picture, and you can put words over top of it. Now, I use this for school all the time. For example, there's an extremely high chance there's going to be a storm day tomorrow, and uh, I do all the social media for the school. And so instead of just having a little post that says, you know, school is canceled, I'm going to have a cool, like, background of, like, a winter storm. It'll be a nice little graphic that says, you know, you know, Frederick Christian Academy canceled with, like, the date on it and stuff like that. And it, and it makes for my job, which I do this stuff all the time, it makes my job so much easier to have solid-looking posts. Or if you're just someone who's a big old word nerd and you like to post quotes and things like that, it's great for that. How about you? Do you have a favorite application well, thank, recommendation? Thank you for asking. Um, I do. Mine is called Spark Post by Adobe. And Lucas, let me tell you about this app. This app is uh, great for putting words on backgrounds. <laughs> you don't say. I do I've say. I've heard one of those before. Yes, just like the one you had except mine is with adobe and uh, you know chances are there's going to be a storm day tomorrow and so i'm going to make a, a nice background with a storm and put some words on it and let people know that things are canceled and and all of that i use it, it primarily is- for work lucas and uh and i use it to update the youth i you know for instagram and all kinds of different things and i've just you know it's my go-to uh app for doing that type of thing I have to check out Word Swag though. You know, I'm, I'm not a snob when it comes to applications. Well, so. I actually, I've, I, I had, I also use, I have Spark Post. The only reason I don't use it is just because I've gotten so used to Word Swag. But when I've used Spark Post, it is a very uh, robust and well done uh, app. So I mean, you, you, you go with what you know. But so every time I see one of those uh, Oxford uh, youth. Uh, post. It's coming from Spark Post, is it? It's coming from Spark Post. And isn't it great? Like, it looks real slick and it takes you like no a time. couple minutes to throw together, right? No, no time. No time at all. Yeah. And uh, let's just Lovely. remember, not a sponsor for either of those. No, absolutely not. We would be, but we're not. Well, we're not. Well, thank you, yeah. listeners, for taking the time, uh, spending almost the last hour with us. Lucas, thank you for joining with us again tonight. And uh, don't forget, guys, you, you can send in your questions to us. Uh, you can follow our podcast on Facebook or on Twitter or on Instagram at Oxford Holy Club or email Oxford Holy Club at gmail.com. Uh, if you're using the social medias, feel free to throw up the hashtag OH Club. And remember, we're looking for those five-star ratings on iTunes. They really mean a lot to us. They help us get the word out, get that listenership up. And for every five-star rating uh, that is devoid of swears, we will read it on the air. So please do send those in. Chelsea? Chelsea, rate us right now, please. Right now, Chelsea. Uh, if you think you're at least as good as Chelsea or better, 
please also give us a five-star rating. Oh, dear. And if you can, listener, uh, become a supporter of this podcast with a small monthly donation to help sustain future episodes. We don't do this for money. However, it does help uh, to keep the lights on. And you can support the podcast for as low as $1, or you could go to $5 a month, or, or go real hog wild. And you could give up to $10 a month um, to support the podcast. But if you can't, we understand. We get it. Um, we are just glad that you're here and listening. So if you can't do that, why don't you use that hashtag and why don't you spread, spread the club around? Um, sounds like a dressing for a salad. Um, but I don't want to eat it. I don't want to eat it. You know what? But more importantly than all of that, until next time, keep spiritually fit and, and have, have fun. fun.